Thank you, and welcome to this teaching from Today Evangelical Ministries. Today Evangelical Ministries is dedicated to teaching the undiluted truth of God's Word. Here is Dr. Emeka Ozrumba as he brings today's teaching. May the Lord bless you as you listen. So last week, something came up. I'm just going to follow that up, and we'll finish it here. When we were talking about, it was unbelievable. Our brother asked a very wonderful question. And when I was going home, it was the same thing the Lord was just going to just expand it. We take maybe almost half, then we, we talk about what we're going to talk about today too. So, the will of God. The will of God. My man, you wasn't, weren't there last week, right? Eh? Mama wasn't there. You know, I wasn't talking to mama, I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> because I know that mama, if mama could die, she would have been here, right mama? Yes. Then I, I think they, how do you say mama? He said, they always jealous you. They don't know I love you too much. So let them, let them jealous you, right? <laughs> so the will of God. I was, when we were talking about separation. That is the separation of the sense. The sense being separated from that which is ungodly. Not separated from people or having friends. But what those people do that are contrary to the what? What God has called you to do. Because God himself said, I have separated you unto holiness, that you may be separate unto me as a peculiar people. That's what God said he has, he has done. So then we're talking about how actually accomplishing that. How do you know that what I'm doing, what I'm associating with, the group I'm going with, whatever, it is, even the church I am attending, I, I make sure I attend that. Even right here in this fellowship, I'm coming. Okay, that's why he said, look at 1 John 4, 1, he said, question every spirit. One who has the spirit of God and God has called you, question. Do not just say, oh yeah, yeah, it's, it's okay. Lara. No, it's not. Because if you don't question and know the truth, then you become a partaker to the evil deed. Alright, so I was just saying that one of those things would be, this time certain, what is the will of God? And when we finish that, and brother asked a very wonderful question. He said that, how can anybody know the will of God? In fact, the way he put it, and I tried to answer that, I said, nobody knows the will of God. That nobody can arrogate himself. I, I think I used the word he used. That he knows the will of God. And it's a wonderful thing. Let's make sure we, we, we just get that clear. It's a wonderful thing. So the will. What is the will? If I would define will, and maybe you have your own definition, I don't know. I'm not talking about the will you write before one dies. But even if I thought that, it's the same, believe me, it's the same meaning. Okay? A will, to me, is a manifestation of an inner desire. Okay? Let's withdraw that and say it is an express. Because if I have a will inside me, you don't know. There is no will that can ever be implied. In other words, you cannot look at my face and say, that's my will. Right? I mean, that's what I'm saying again. Express. Okay? Because, I mean, we people who are trained like lawyers, we're always careful about what word do you use and how you can be able to. It's an expressly implied. It's not implied. Express manifestation of my desire, my wish, my command. If I'm your boss, what is my will? It's what I've told you. This is a way to do it. The United States of America, for example, what is the will of the United States of America? Anybody tell me? You don't know? The will of the United States of America is the United States Constitution. We, the what? Uh, God bless you. We, the people, this is the way we want it to be. That is your will. Okay? That's, that's the will of the person there. The will of your organization, well, this is the will that I have there to be done. And God has expressly explained his will and made it clear that those who are of him will surely know his will. I'm going to show you right now. We surely know. Let me ask you this question. Can anybody know God? Yes? Are we all in agreement with that? That somebody, anybody can know God? Can anybody know God? Then how can you know God? No, yeah, yeah, Johnny. That's why you weren't here last week. 
how can we know God? Hmm? Forget about the scripture right now. How can we know God? This is a Bible study. Let's all work together. How can, how can, if I want to know Sitalapi, how do I say I want to know Sitalapi? He will. Okay. Because I know the will of Sitalapi. That's the only way. If I don't, I don't know her. If she tells me, this is my brother, this is Mio, take it or leave it. Then I can say, to that extent, Sitalapi has told me her will. I know her to that extent. If anything goes beyond that, I may not know. But to the extent. Now, and that's why Christ told us one thing. If you look at the scriptures, we're going to go to it right now. He told us one thing. He said, nobody knows the Father. Except who? The, the Son, right? And nobody knows the Son, except who? And those who what? Those who have decided to reveal now. We're coming now, brother. Those who have decided to reveal to them. In other words, nobody knows God except those that he has decided to reveal himself to them. And why does he reveal himself to some people and he does not reveal to others? I don't know. That's why if you look at Romans 8, 9, he said, well, why are you asking me? I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. It is me. I'm God. I will do whatever I want to do. Unto some, I have given them to understand me. And to know me. Because I've drawn them close. And that's why I call them my people. And I shall be their own father. Therefore, he said, well, to those people, I, why? I don't, nobody knows. Because I know one thing. God is just all the time. So why he, would do, why he does certain things, I don't know. So all the way from, if you look at all the way from the Old Testament, God has manifested his will unto those who are his. In Genesis, you know what he told, you know what he told Abraham in Genesis? Genesis 17.1. He told Abraham something. There's only one way, Abraham, how you can work for me. Are you, are you, are you going to work? <laughs> Sorry, I know you got double work today. When Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am almighty God. Walk before me and be blameless. What did God tell Abraham that God's will is? That he should be perfect. He should be perfect. I'm coming now. That's why from the beginning, he kept telling us one thing. If days, they said, be you holy because I am holy. God consistently telling us, this is the way. And then God said, okay, you know one thing? It's, it's an amazing God. I have never seen a simple, simple and easy God. I am telling you, I'm coming now, you will see. I have never seen anyone has gone to the extent God has done to really make his people know what he wants, what his will is. So he turned around and said, well, you know, maybe these people, every time they will not understand what I'm saying. Then he called Moses. And we're going to rush it now. In Exodus, I said, well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give you what? My will. What was that will? The Ten Commandments. He gave his will there. Write it down on a stone so that everywhere, anybody will know what my will is. Nobody can be mistaken. You know, they, remember back in Nigeria, they said for... The military, when they took over the power, they tell you what they said, for avoidance of any doubt, don't even come out. We shoot you, right? Have you heard that word before? The first announcement is that for avoidance of every doubt, any doubt, everybody will say, wow, don't even try. In other words, for avoidance of any doubt, that anybody will be going and misinterpreting and going back and forth, then these are my commandments, my will. If you want to fulfill my will, then this is it. So from that time, Moses knew the will of God. And Moses went ahead and told the children, this is the will of your father. Now, let's put it this way. When we have children in our houses and we give rules, why do we give them the rules? But that, those rules, what are they? No, no. We give them rules, right, to guide them, right? Even though those rules, every rule you give the child is designed for what? For their own what? For their own good. Read me Deuteronomy 10. 12 to 13, please. It's a Bible story. I want to make sure we get it all clear about Deuteronomy 10, 12 to 13. And now, Israel, what does the Lord thy God require of thee? But to fear the Lord thy God. 
to walk in all his ways and to love him and to serve the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul, to keep the commandments of the Lord and his statutes, which I command thee this day for thy good. For thy good. The same thing I was asking you about our own children. What Moses was asking the Israelites was what? O Israel, what is actually the will of God towards you? He said, the will of God is that you do what he has told you to do for your own good. Why? Because God so, he loves us so much. He does not want, there is no one who wants his child to go astray. There is no single parent that expects or will even be happy that the child has gone astray. No matter how devilish this child may be. No matter whatever the circumstances is. God never wanted anyone to perish. Especially those let me put this word. You may, you may just say why I'm going to say especially those. Especially those for whatever reason he has chosen. Because he said it already. I have chosen you. I didn't choose. You know, you look at Jacob. I, I chose him. But if he, this is so. I don't like the man. And that is not my problem. But I'm not going to ask God. God knows why. So all the way. Look at all the way. I've given you a display. If you look at Leviticus 26.3. It tells us the same thing. The will of God. It's a manifestation of his rules. Leviticus 26, 3. If you walk in my statutes and keep my commandments and do them. Yes, that is all. No, I don't, that's, that's all. If you want, that's, that is all I want you to do is walk in my statutes and do them. That is why Christ was saying something to us also in John. If you look at the situation, John 7, 6 to 7. John 7. Yeah, do you have John 7? <laughs> I'm sure that would be John 7. Yes, there is my Bible. Then Jesus said unto them, My time is not yet come, mm -hmm. but your time is always ready. The world cannot hate you, but me it hateth, because I testify to of it that the works thereof are evil. Why do the world hate Jesus? Because he tells you the will of who? The Father. That's why I told you that anyone who has come to God and be born of God and still popular with the world and everything, we should question whether he's actually born of God. The world will hate you because what you'll be talking to them. In fact, you don't have any other thing to discuss with them but the truth of God. Because God then is in you. Now, what is actually this knowing this person and doing the will of God? When I asked you the question, I said, well, can anybody know God? And when everyone said yes. Now let's let's look at how we know God. First John. Two to two. First John two three to four, please. First John two three to four. And hereby we do know that we know Him if we keep His commandments. If we keep His commandments, then if we keep His commandment, we have done His will. He that says, I know him, and yes. keepeth not his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. The truth is not in him. Because this person who does not keep my commandment does not know my will. If you break what I have told you, this is my rule. That's my will. Then you can be polished about it. So, the will of God is something that he has told us exactly. So, what did God do? After Moses and the Ten Commandments, still man, still man, Wicked man, you and I, untrustworthy and wicked, will continue. Even the first human being that God created, God told him his will. Adam, you can just do whatever you want to do and eat all these things. But you see, don't do this one. Okay? He told him his will right there. And then after all that, Moses, God continues every prophet. sending. Why was he sending prophets? God didn't send prophets just simple because he wanted to send them. What do we say the role of the prophet was? Oh, yeah, but what the, we said it in Jeremiah. Does everybody forget? Jeremiah 6, what? The role of the prophet is to turn the people to God, away from where they have got lost. And turned it to God. And after all that, the prophets, God said one thing. You know, 
I don't know what to do with these human beings. No, he didn't say that, but I'm just trying to get it right now. That's exactly, it's like you and I being parents. I say, I don't know what to do with this child. Huh? Maybe I need to establish a new rule. A new way. How am I going to do that? The day will come, I'll send myself. Because I have sent the prophets. And they will not listen. So I would one day establish a new covenant by sending myself. And anybody who has seen me then, I will not follow the way. What other will is he looking for? So he manifested that if you look at what look at look at Ezekiel. He told us that he would do that. And then Job, he told that because I'm because I'm, I'm dealing, I want to make sure we cover the other one. He told us the same thing. Then in Hebrew, look at exactly what he said. It will no longer be. Even read me Jeremiah 31, 34. Let's start from there. You have it? Sorry, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> the trust is not here. <laughs> 34. Jeremiah 31, 34. And they shall teach no more every man his neighbor mm -hmm. and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord. For they shall all know me, from the least of them unto the greatest of them, saith the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity and I will remember their sin no more. Okay, see, see what it's unbelievable what God is saying. Now, he's, I'm, I'm just jumping this because if you say all the way from Genesis to Exodus, shifting all to all the prophets. And suddenly, God got the point. He said, you know one thing? I'm going to try, make sure I make my, there is no other way. I have established and I've told them my will from the beginning. They will not listen. But the time will come. When I'll make sure no one will even touch somebody and say, know the Lord, because all will know my will. All will know my will. That's why Christ was saying, you see, if you look at John, John, what is this, uh, 15, he said, if I had not even come, John 15, 22, if I had not even come, then they have excuse. But now there's no more excuse for whatever the sin may be, because I have come. That is from the, the Father. So God said, the time will come. It will no longer be, this is the one who knows the Lord, and this one who doesn't know the Lord. All will know me, have know my will. It's up to them, whatever they want to do. So that, he repeated again in uh, Hebrews, please. Sorry, eight. <laughs> Hebrews chapter eight, verse 10 to 12. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel yes. after those days. Please says, listen. Says the Lord. Uh -huh. I will put my laws into their mind and write them in their hearts. And I will be to them a God, and they shall be to me a people. And they shall not teach every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord. For all shall know me, from the least to the greatest. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness, and their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. Remember last week what I was saying, that every single person in this room that I've been listening and pursuing this truth knows the will of God. Is not what God is saying? He said, no more. They will know me. And then when Christ came, that is why John was getting it right. John got it so perfectly right. First John 3.24 And that is why, that is why, before that, before that, that is why Christ was saying one thing. The new covenant that Christ is talking about, you know, God is talking about, it then eventually, remember when Christ came, he said, the time has come. Forget about it, worshipping the, temp the, the temple, any particular temple or mountain. But those who now worship God, because the real thing has come down. Those who now worship God, they will worship him in spirit and in truth. Okay? So he tells us then, 1 John 3, 24. And he that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him. Now, let's stop right there. He that keeps his commandment dwells in God. Do you see why now, even when you, even in that book, when you read and honor that, I say that one who is of God has become one with God. It's a spiritual fusing together with God. And that's only possible through his spirit. That's why I was saying the first song we sang is not by might. It's not by power. 
but by his spirit. And how do these things happen? Christ himself was just telling Nicodemus, Nicodemus, what? In John 3, 8. He said, you wondering how this is happening? The wind is going about and blowing. You can even just feel it. You can hear the sound. But do you know where it's going? The one who is born of the Spirit of God is such that is only led by the Spirit of God. That's why he told us, well, it's not he who commends himself, but it's he who the Spirit of God, what? Quickens. When the Spirit of God comes in and quickens you, it's a total new creature. All things are passed away, and the will of God, your eyes will be opened, you will know what the will of God is. When actually you're going, you want to do the things you used to do before, and now you're stepping to do them, and something tells you, you say, what? Then the God has come in. You're now beginning to realize what his will is. But that time when you are doing them and there's no conscience, you're not worried, you're not even guilty about it, the Spirit of God is not there. So that's the difference. And that's why he was telling us what? If you look at Matthew 5.48, he said what? You don't have to go there. We'll come back to where you are now. Matthew 5.48, he said, well, be you perfect as also your heavenly Father is perfect. Why? Because the one who has called you, his spirit is able to make you perfect. That's what is meant by the transformation into a total image of God. The image that was lost to Adam. Adam lost that image. And for that, God consistently sent in people up and down unto his son to come and redeem and return us into that image. That's why Colossians 1.17 was saying one thing. He said what? We are being delivered from the domain of darkness. And then it is not only deliverance. It is not only deliverance alone is not enough. If I go and attack a nation, I want to deliver Houston and attack Texas. And then after driving out the, the, the army, the enemy army, and then I leave and leave them there. Well, why did you think that the United States stayed in Iraq as many years as it stayed? Now, it is one, I've delivered the man. Okay, you're on your own now. Oh, he's on his own? And then the enemy looks and says, wow. You know, that place is so clean. There is nobody there. Then you invite others. Remember the other spirits? Come in. Let's go feast. Because there's nobody. When you deliver, you must also transform the person. You must keep the person so that they can go on and survive. Otherwise, it wouldn't work anything. Okay, let me give you an example right now. I don't know. It's not crude. A wonderful woman had a baby born today. And then he said, well, baby... I've done my job. Bye. You're on your own now. No, no. I wonder what will happen. You see, this is this. He must, she must nourish that baby and make sure the baby is completely changed. That's the work of the Holy Spirit of the living God. Okay, finish that first John 3 24. And he that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him. And he in him. And he in him. Isn't this unbelievable? And God in you. And that means you and God are now one. And some people will still tell you, oh, it's not possible. Don't talk about it. But that's what he tells us. Because he told us in Amos 3, 3. 3 cannot work. Two, sorry. Except they are in agreement. You must be fused together. At you and I becoming one. Yes. And hereby we know that he abideth in us. Why? By the spirit, by the spirit which he has given us. Which he has given us. I will, I will leave this up. Maybe we'll cover the other one. By the spirit he has given us. In fact, even in John, which I, would, I don't have the time to go to now. John 7, you can see where Christ was saying. Anyone who's of God knows the will of God. And he tells you one thing. He said, what I'm here to do is the will of what? Will of who? My father who has sent me. Because Christ knew the will. And he passed that to us. Those who are of God. Born of God. Please. Whatever you see me talking about here. Anytime you see me open my mouth. I'm talking spiritually. I'm not talking about what you can see. Maybe the word. You start looking at it from the dictionary. That's not what I'm talking about. When you say one can be one with God. After all. What? He told us what? In Psalm 82. He said. We are God. Right? And John 10.34, he said, you are God. When the Spirit of God comes in, you are God. 
And we're going to go through it now until the one you are God to. What is that? It's not going to be easy. You are God unto everything that works on this earth. So that is the will of God is what he has told us to do. And when I was asking the will, Johnny took the Bible and raised it. Yeah. The word of as long as you and I believe that the Bible con the, contains the word of the, the word of God, that's the will of God. He has made it so clear. Okay? So any more question there, we deal with it. Whatever question, please. You can know God, and the only way to know him is to obey him. In fact, if you do, he will show you his way. He'll show you whom he is. But then, even if at all knowing somebody, if Moses, and let me talk about knowing someone, God deals with us in all different ways. Please, understand me. In all different ways. The way the Lord dealt with me will not be the same way we deal with you. It will not be. He spoke to Moses one-on-one. Abraham, he did. Some other people he spoke to the prophets. Why he does it, I don't know. But in all things, all put together, in all things, according to the documentation of his word, everyone from there should be able to know what? His will. And that's why Christ was saying, take the scripture, take the word into all corners of the world. And that will not, until that happens, the word will not come to an end. So that nobody will come before my father and say, well, I just didn't even realize this. Okay? So that's the will of God. Let's move on. We'll have a question when we finish. Now, I'm going to talk about something, right? I, don't know if we, I think we can probably be able to finish it. Overcoming the devil. Wow. That's, that's going to be another CD. Overcoming the devil. <laughs> Is it possible? Yes? Wow. Overcoming the devil. Spiritual warfare. They said our warfare. I need to really make sure that is because we need this CD and document. People have been asking those questions. A lot of us and many of us are bombarded by all sorts of attacks. If I said I get it every day, you will not believe it. But that's one thing that probably, if you do it, you'll be you'll be an overcomer like me. And you'll be a winner like me. You know, sometimes the enemy will come, even in a dream, and just all sorts of. But I knew every time how the Lord communicates with me. That's I'm talking about myself. I'm not talking about everybody. Please, sometimes maybe in your heart or whatever, God can talk to anybody. He's God. He does whatever He, he wants to do. But then you see, we're all constantly under attack. And if you go into the inter uh, internet or everywhere you go, whatever you read, everything is about spiritual warfare and spiritual warfare. Do you know we talk about the devil now more than it has ever been talked about before? As if this is the first time the devil has come up. No, that's what is all the center of things right now. Because why? Whenever we hear devil, then what happens to us? Whenever we hear devil, what happens to some of us? Don't worry about that. Maybe not you here now. But what happened to the people? people? Eh? Fear. That's why we're talking about it. Because you see, if I keep saying that and hammering it, boy, your ears are going to open. There are certain things that I open my mouth, even in church, you preach, that everybody's going to, even somebody who's asleep will just say, how better hear this one, right? And that's what so many people, I don't have anything, I don't condemn anybody who's preaching whatever. That's what they're hammering at. Instead of hammering at, actually, how do you, Deal with this thing and come out of it. There is no point telling me that I'm going to fail, that I should be afraid of school. Tell me how I'm going to pass. Tell me how I'm going to pass to be over that. That's the key thing and the most important thing. And there's something which has happened to me. You know, the enemy is, is unbelievable. I told that almost every attack I get is mostly the head. Because since 11 years that the Lord has called me, I don't know. I told you I don't know how to be preaching and look at any paper. He said, stand there. That's all. What would you want me to say today? Be there. I'll be with you. Maybe on the road. This is what you're going to talk about. But there, he knows. He will jump through everything. So it's, if you look at that, no wonder the enemy will come like almost, okay, we're going to attack you. But there's one thing that I've made me an overcomer now. 
And I'm going to share with you. Okay, that's, uh, some of us are smiling. You want to be an overcomer. Remember there's something, there's some churches called overcomers, right? And winners. I wish that everybody's a winner and overcomer. We talk about those things, but we don't know what it means to be a winner and overcome. We have overcome by what? Yeah. Okay, but what does that mean? Huh? No. Just, I don't know Jesus has finished it. In fact, that's, that is the, the typical distance. Jesus has finished when, when he said on the cross, it's all finished. It is all finished. What is finished? Christ was telling his father, the job he sent me to do, I've done it. For you and I, it's not finished. It's a rest. You and I, is a rest. Until we get there, it's not finished. I'm just telling you right now. A rest is a rest to a finish line. And until you get there, then he tells us what? Until you get there, that you what? Tell me. Is that Philippians 2? 12? What did he say? I think he said something like that. Yeah. Philippians 2.12 Wherefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation. With fear, with fear and, trembling. and trembling. In other words, you got salvation, you better fear and tremble. In fact, was, somebody was, remember these people who always argue with you and say that one save yourself. And I was just saying, something came and the Lord said, ask him that question. I was asking him, he said, well, remember in Romans where God was talking about how the main branch, the natural branch has been cut off. So, so as to allow you and I to come in. Remember, I was talking about Israel because of their unbelief. And the Paul warned us, you be careful too. If a natural branch could be cut off, how much more you? Who is artificial? You see? If God would do that. And if God would just, if Christ would say, the Father, the only reason why the Father was with me is because I do what pleases him always. Then you and I said, we have, we, have, we have finished the line. No. So what I'm saying is that overcoming the devil. I have made statements many, many, many times here. I said, well, I have no time. Have you ever wondered why I keep saying that? I have no time fighting the devil. I don't have time. Up to today. If you want to win, if you want to win, listen to me carefully right now. I am not in any war. Forget about it. I'm not fighting a war against the devil. There's only, and only one thing that's important to me. How do I please my God? I'm going to show you many things right now. You will see. Spiritual warfare by mere name alone says it enough that this war is not of what? God bless you. This war, let's, let's, let's all get from there. Let's start from there. In fact, in, in, in law, you know what they tell, they, they tell the judge? He said, you should take what is called a judicial notice. In other words, I'm not going to go to court to try to prove to the judge that the sun rises and falls. But maybe I can prove that yesterday, he didn't because we didn't see it because of what? The cloud. But the father we didn't see it because of cloud did not mean the sun did not rise. Are you following me now? So that which is given that everybody should take notice of. Take note of it. I don't have to prove it. You see? So, if you look at what it says, if I say spiritual warfare, then it should be a common and simple notice we should take. That this very war is not fought, fought by man and woman, by flesh and blood. That means that this war is fought what? Spiritually. Spiritually. Why is this water? There's something in the Bible that's very, very interesting. Because flesh and blood cannot fight this war. It cannot be carnal. As well as how flesh and blood cannot worship God. Oh, I'm just coming now. Flesh and blood cannot worship man. In fact, that's why Paul was just saying is this. Paul said, even though we are in the world, we are what? We walk what? 
not in the flesh, but spirit. And that tells us one thing. First Corinthians 2. I believe 11 to 14. No, it's not. Yeah, you're right. First Corinthians 2, 11. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Mm -hmm. Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. Go on. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. The son, let's stop right there. It is it's fully loaded. That is why, let me tell you one thing. One million people can attend this Bible study and fellowship every day of their life. Yet, yet, at the end, only very few will find a way. And I'm telling that for myself and everybody, please. Have you ever seen me when I come here and tell you that I'm, I'm good? Or I know what I'm doing, I'm going to heaven. That's not the issue. God said it and said it clearly. The only way to follow him and be with him is spirit because God is spirit. That's why we need to be born again of the spirit of God. So this warfare cannot be fought in the physical, in the canon, right? It cannot. So it has to be spirit of God fighting it. And that's why he told us, he made it clear that it's against our principalities. Where is it? Ephesians 6, right? Ephesians 6, 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole... No, 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 I jump in before I get there. Okay, then... All these principalities and powers and so on. How many of you here can fight it on his or her own? That is where many people go astray. They think that fasting for 40, years, 40 days and praying for 40 days and praying every day and walking every day and this and this and that and shouting and rebuking. They think that pouring the so-called anointed oil and the so-called holy oil, they think those things will make the devil run. The devil will not flee. The devil is a spirit. Just as God is a spirit. So, for you to fight this battle, you must be a spirit. And that's why God was telling us what, please, let's make sure, if there's any track, if we don't finish it today, we continue. Because it's a very serious subject. That's why in John 1, let's go back to John 1, 12 to 13. But as many as received him, mm -hmm. to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Go on. Even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Out of God. These people are now born of God. Please. Now, okay, you are right. <laughs> How about John 3? 5 to 6, okay. <laughs> 5 to 6, sorry, I know it's a lot of work for you today. John 3, 5 to 6. Jesus answered and said, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. That which is, let's, let's make sure we get this in clear right now. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. 
If you read that book, that's why I was saying that which is born of God is God. Okay? That's the only way you could fight this spiritual battle. It's a total rebirth, a total transformation. A fusing together in agreement with God. Where God then, remember what I was saying in 1 John 3.24. I said, he said, those who obey him, he said what? God now lives in them and they live in God. They become one with God. Now, why do you think we have alliances? To strengthen us. To strengthen us. If I'm weak, what would I do? I go to one who is stronger. Because this battle to overcome, you must of necessity be what? A stronger spirit. You must be of a greater order. Are we, are we, are we getting that right? So without that, all that shouting and all that prayers and whatever you're doing is of no use. The devil will never flee because you are rebuking. Who are you? Even to rebuke the devil. The word of God rebukes the devil. And the word of God means nothing except you obey it and leave that word of God. Now we're coming through right now. So this spirit is the one who is born of the spirit of God and now together with God. And again, that's why he's saying one thing. Put on. What is that? that, that Ephesians 6, right? 11. Ephesians 6, 11. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Put on the whole armor. Listen, they're coming to right now. Put on the whole armor. Is that be in total agreement. You and the God being in agreement. Remember, you want God now to be the one to fight the battles. That's why I told you that after prayers, God has given me, it's unbelievable. The more the enemy tries in any way and any time in my life, I pray to God about that. God has given it to me and I, I love it. The more he tries in anything about me, the more I ask the Lord increase then my desire to really please you. When you take away your mind from your trouble, are you listening to me right now? Do you know that, well, the funny part of it, do you know that many of us, maybe not in this room, every day we praise the devil. You know that? Devil, 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 devil. We praise the devil every day. We magnify him as if there's something so awesome. We forget one thing that we call ourselves the children of the almighty God. That have become God. If you are born of God, you have become God unto the devil. Does it mean you will not be tempted? No, you will be tempted. Does it mean you will not get affliction? No. That's one thing I need to tell you right now. There was one day I was in the office with one of my sisters here, and he's here. Let me not call any name. And I said, well, sometimes I pray that God will bring affliction. Let affliction come to me. Have you, can you believe a human being? I pray that. Affliction, you want to come? Come. That is one thing I know. The day will come, no matter whatever I try, I must surely die. But the more affliction comes, the more stronger I get. I am telling you right now, if you want to suffer, you don't want it, you want to go to school, if you want to get to PhD or whatever, or a doctor or whatever, you're going to suffer more. If you think you're going to fold your arm the same way you got the first degree, that's the way you're going to get the PhD. You're lying. It's not going to work. You must be able to know. Let's say, for instance, right now, if you're afflicting me, you afflict, you think you're afflicting me. Let's say the devil. You think you're afflicting me, and everything from my heart is desiring God. What do you think the devil we do. We start afflicting you. Somebody who is afflicting you, what does he want to see? You suffer. You suffer. He wants to do. And then when it's not happening that way, something happens to him. I am telling you honestly speaking. Frustra he gets frustrated. Sometimes he says, let me leave this fool alone. I mean, I don't know what to do with him because the thing is not getting to him. No matter whatever I try, it's not working there. Once you're able to get your mind and ask God to give you that spirit. Where your mind is set on pleasing him. No matter whatever is happening. Even the more you please him. I am telling you. You can have it. God will give it to you. All they are worried about. How do I please him? There is nothing in this world that is worrying you anymore. All the time. How do I please this God? 
you will overcome. I'm just coming now. That's one step of overcoming. You will. Set that mind on him. That's why he told us what? He said, what? Be you renewed in Ephesians 4, 23. Be you renewed in the spirit of your mind. And in verse 17, it tells us, well, do not label like the hidden. Because most of us will say we know God, we still label it like the hidden. Do not label like the hidden label in the vanity of their mind. They are still there, worried and afraid. But whether you fear or you don't fear, or whatever you do, the fact is that that which you fear must surely come to you. Begin to get it. Once you know that something is inevitable. I'm, I'm, I'm being practical. Some of you, please, uh, see. Let me tell you, not many people will stand and listen and hear and absorb this truth we are getting anywhere. Because except those who are given by God, I'm just telling you right now, the inevitable is there. No matter whatever happens, that's one thing that everybody needs to know. They will die. And that's one thing I want to let you know. No matter the circumstances in your life, there's only one person, only one, not one we say person because it's, there's only one that has the power over your life and over your death. The devil is not able to snap the life from you. I am telling you right now, there is nothing that God has in his hand anybody can take away from him. Therefore, let's start from there. How do you overcome him? I've told you the mindset. The mindset. Pray about it. You cannot do it on your own. I have gone to sometimes shake my head. I said, wow. So, Father, you send me all over to preach, the, the, to preach this thing. Why sometimes I, I get some of these things happening? Until he, he showed me this unbelievable victory. If God will give you the spirit where your mind is set, pleasing him, that's all I need to do. Because in the end, that's what matters. Then you will take, get your mind over that problem. Now, there's only a way to overcome the enemy. And God has told us that from the beginning is to obey him. Now listen now. You can pray. You can do whatever you want to do. All these things are all secondary. And they will get you nowhere. The first thing. You see, God is a God of if. He said, do this one. I want to send my kid to, to the university. He's five years old. And I send him to the University of Houston. Shouldn't I send him to what? Pre-kindergarten, go all the way to the step you get there. That's how God is. He told us what to do. He said, What? In Matthew 6, 33, he said, Seek first. He told us what to do. Seek you first the kingdom and all the righteousness of God. He said, All that needs then. Because you know why he's saying that? If you seek first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness, then God will be your father. And God will be standing like the alliance, okay? You want to attack like, like some, you know, when you have an alliance, I don't want to give an example right now, and somebody attacks you, who comes first to defend you? Your, your senior partner. Where does the senior partner position himself? God bless you. you, remember, you remember, do, you, do you remember when your child is going to school and is bullied? I don't know where they taking experience. There's a way you know that a child is having a problem in school and he's being bullied. You are walking now with your child and all of a sudden you see that he sees or whatever or she sees uh, maybe a classmate or somebody and, all of a sudden, and she runs behind you. Not a teacher. This is a classmate. Something must surely. Remember Achebe said it. They said when you see a toad running during the day, something is surely wrong. My child, why are you running behind? You know what the child is doing? You must go to my father first. Yeah. And that's what you want to do if you want to succeed about the devil or no devil. You want to go to me? Go to my God. Let the battle be his. And that's why Paul was telling us, it's not only you knowing that the principalities are the ones you're going to fight against. But you must also know how to put on the shield. Ephesians 6. Can you look at that please? Ephesians 6. Read me 13 to 18. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of 
of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Now tell me where the prayer came. <laughs> no, no, please, let's get this. The prayer came at the end. Put on everything. The word of the truth. The shield. That's a full armor. When you have done this, then if you're praying, even before you open your mouth and pray, the Father said, I will hear you. Whoever is against you is against me. Remember, I said in the scripture, I said, Well, if God is with us, I wonder then who can be. Who is that who? Does, does that not include the devil? No, I'm trying to make sure we get this thing right. It includes the devil. If he is with me, but how do you make God to be with you? Then James told us also what? James 4 7. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Submit force. That's what we don't do. That's why I was giving an example of somebody who has not even gone to elementary school. He's going to say, say go put him there. You want him to be killed? You haven't trained a soldier. You haven't equipped him. Even when David volunteered, he was going to go fight Goliath. Didn't Saul give David his armor? That's what the first thing he did. I'm not trying to tell you right now. If you don't have the armor, I'm not saying that the armor is what actually served David was his own because David had been with God all throughout. But put on that armor, the righteousness of God, the, the plate of that faith, helmet of faith you have in your head, everything about God. Then turn to me. I will listen to you. And that's why he told us one thing. If God is with us, he said, the enemy will flee. The enemy will flee. And I'm going to show you why he said that if God is with us, that no one can stand us. Not the devil. Now, if we are given the authority, if we are given the authority, okay, over the devil, I know that in Luke 9, right? Luke 9, 1. Then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases. So why are we still having problems then with the devil every time? If he gave us the power to, to cast out all devils. He gave them the power over all devils. And yet we're having problems. It's because we don't do what God has asked which we was allowed to do. Force. And you see what Christ was talking about. The power is given to them. Look 10. 19 to 20. Look 10, 19 to 20. Look 10, 19 to 20. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nothing. Stop right there. Nothing shall by any means stop you. However, look at his warning. Please, let's, let's read this thing with understanding that God will give you the spirit and the mystery for you to understand. He goes on 20, tells them what? Notwithstanding, in this rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written because in heaven. Because you and God are one. Because if you and God are one, you should rejoice every single day. The devil will bow before you. But you see, if anybody gets up and wants to rebuke his master, what's going to happen? But there's somewhere in the Bible that there's somebody rebuke his master. Did you know that? Come on. Matthew 16. Matthew 16. What is Peter? Peter, in fact, Peter got, it's almost like getting a blow. Peter turned around and said, Master, far be it. He said, look at this one. Huh? Look at this servant. He said, get you behind me, Satan. I don't want to hear all these things. 
What I'm saying is that you cannot rebuke the master. It's not possible for somebody to rebuke anybody who does the will of the devil. The devil is a master. You cannot stand rebuking and praying and crying on the devil. Who are you? When he's actually has a claim over you. You cannot do that. What is it after Romans 6.16, right? Can you get Romans 6.16? Romans 6, 16. Know you not that to whom you yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants you are to whom you obey. Period. That is why I didn't blame John. John came back and what? In 1 John 3, 8, he said, whoever commits sin is of the devil. Because then, how can you come then and say, devil, I rebuke you. He said, ah, you're going to rebuke your master. Right? Because you're doing my will. Okay? You can only rebuke devil in fact, it don't even God would be if one cannot rebuke the devil when you are with God. When you are with God, you don't even, even need to rebuke the devil. The devil will bow before you. I am telling you, because God is standing in front of you, waging the battle for you. Then who can stand him? There is nobody. So you see that it's only through obedience that we can get this full armor. Not through prayers. I'm not saying, please, prayers are wonderful, whatever. It is. Not through fasting, rebuking, or whatever you want to do to all those oil. If you want to go and get the whole olive oil and paint your house, so be it. But I know one thing. God has chosen one thing. He said, my children, there's a simple way. We complicate things. There's a simple way to do things so that you'll be well with you. Do what I tell you to do. Then I'll be with you in spirit. You don't have to sprinkle anything. I'm with you. Because then when you're sprinkling something, you begin to think that that thing you're sprinkling has the power. And God said, don't even deal with anything that's idolatry. I'm not saying that. I'm not telling oil anything that's idolatry. Please understand. What I'm saying that all God wants you to do is that live the way I want you to live. Then I surely will be with you. And that's why I told us in Leviticus. Let's read Leviticus a little bit, okay? 26, 3 to 18. That's a long way. Leviticus 26 from verse 3. If you walk in my statutes and keep my commandments and do them, then I will give you rain in due season, and the land shall yield her increase, and the trees of the field shall yield their fruit, and your threshing shall reach unto the vintage, and the vintage shall reach unto the sowing time, and you shall eat your bread to the full and, and dwell in your land safely. And I will give, give peace in the land and you shall lie down and none shall make you afraid. And I will rid evil beasts out of the land. Neither shall the sword go through your land. Mm -hmm. And you shall chase your enemies and they shall fall before you by the sword. And five of you shall chase a hundred and an hundred of you shall put ten thousand to flight. And your enemies shall fall before you by the sword. For I will have respect unto you. I will have respect. And make you fruitful and multiply you and establish my covenant with you. And you shall eat old store and bring forth the old because of the new. And I will set my tabernacle among you. Mm -hmm. And my soul shall not abhor you. And I will walk among you and you will be my God. And you... And and will be your God, and you shall be my people. I am the Lord your God, which brought you forth out of the land of Egypt, that you should not be their bondmen. And I have broken the bands of your yoke and made you go upright. But if you will not have. It's okay. Let's not get that so that people don't get scared. Okay. What I wanted to read was if you will leave. Now let's give a simple example in the Bible. Jesus had a problem with the devil. He did. He was in the wilderness fasting and praying, and the devil came. Just like he comes to some of us. How did Jesus Christ win the battle? Is that how he won? <laughs> how, did he win? how did he win it? He was, okay, I think he was quoting the word of God, right? Yes, he was righteous before even quoting the word of God. 
Because if you quote the word of God, the kingdom come. Nothing is going to happen. Unless you leave the word of God. You must be the word of God. So that when you speak it, you speak it with what? Authority. I am speaking here. Listen to me. Even said that. And he will listen because God is speaking through you. Even when he will be attacked, whatever the enemy attacked the devil, you will not even open your mouth except if the spirit of God is in you. We just what exactly. So he was living righteous and therefore he could use the word of God. Are you following me right now? Otherwise, this is the problem we have right now. Some of us use call upon the name of the Lord. You know the Bible says that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And people pick it literally just like that. They don't think about the mystery. Okay. Let's, let's native daughter come out as I said. After all, does not the native daughter call upon the name of the Lord? No, he goes out Oh, like in the Igbo, he says, Chineke or Oluwao. They call. Does he know anything about God? How can you call on whom you do not know? Before you call him, you must know him. And for you to know him, you must believe him. For you to believe him, you must love him. And the only way to love him is to do what? God bless you. That's the system how God oppresses. You cannot call on who you don't know. That's what happened in Acts of Apostle 19. 13 to 16. Those ones who are screaming more than you and I. I command you in the name of the devil. Say, oh, where are you coming from? Yeah, yeah, go on, please. Acts 19, 13. Then certain of the vagabond Jews exorcists took upon them to call over them which had evil spirits the name of the Lord Jesus saying we adjure you by Jesus whom Paul preaches mm -hmm. and there were seven sons of one Siva a Jew and chief of the priests which did so and the evil spirit answered and said Jesus I know mm -hmm. and Paul I know but who are who you, are you? And the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them and overcame them and prevailed against them so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. Just stop right there. Naked and wounded. And that's why, if, you know, I've said this, something I've said to some people, even friends. I said, whoever stands up there, says he's ministering to the child of God, you are there talking on the pulpit. I said, be careful one day you'll be put naked unless you follow the truth. God cannot lie and does not change with anybody. You cannot call upon the name that you don't know. Before I said, okay, can you call me Johnny? I know Johnny. Otherwise, I'm wasting my time. When he sees me, he says, who are you? Then I'll be put to shame. Calling upon the name of the Lord is because, number one, you obey him. You are one with him. Have you ever seen have you ever had a child? You know, like a child. Something happens to a child. What does it cry for? Mommy. And who? Maybe daddy too. Let's not. Come on, come on. Because about the parents. Have you ever seen a child that if something happens to the child and the child is calling the name of other parents, not the, the something must be wrong. Those, his parents must be so evil and bad. Why does it call upon? Because if I call upon the name of them, I know them. They will come for me. And they will rescue me. Because I am with them. I'm their child. You see? But some, have you ever seen something where a child is so bad and then he does something and he starts crying to the mother. The mother said, don't cry to me. Have you ever seen that happen before? It does happen. Because that child is not one. With the mother. You don't listen to me whenever I tell you anything. If you want to overcome evil, the devil, the devil, I am telling you right now, forget about other things that you go through and bother you. Set your mind on obeying God. That's the same thing he told us in Joshua 1. We're going to close right now. In Joshua 1, everybody who have gone through this before, can you believe God telling somebody, say, Joshua, no man can stand you. No woman, no evil spirit, no witchcraft. Nobody can stand you as long as you live. Why? He qualifies it. Okay, let's see Joshua. Joshua, 
one, five to ten, and we go. Joshua 1, 5 to 10. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Be strong and of a good courage. For unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swore unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Let's stop right there, sorry, because of time. We just, uh, I want you to pick up only about two or three things there. Number one, God telling Joshua, there shall not be anything that will stand against you. They all your life. Amazing. Then he qualifies it. The reason why that will happen is what? He said, as I was with Moses, as I was with Moses, I will also be with you. I will be with you. The battle, then it will be mine. Don't worry about it. Only Joshua. Don't forget one thing. This book of the law shall never depart from you. You should follow and obey. But even before God came to Joshua this way, the time when Moses was alive, that's when God found Joshua to be faithful all the way as an obedient servant of God. And he chose him because he knew Joshua would continue the way Moses was obeying God. So everything boils down on obeying and doing the will of God and pleasing him. That's why, again, I tell you, in John 8, 29, Christ said, you know, the Father never left me because I did what pleased him always. That's how God is. You want to overcome the devil fight the devil because I can tell you right now temptation will come, trials will come, the enemy, the devil will come. He doesn't quit. Forget about it. He does not quit. But there's one thing you can overcome and the victory can be yours if you will follow only this very simple mystery of mysteries. Turn your mind unto pleasing God. Let God give you that spirit where you Obey him. Even when more is up, you are, you are there working with God. You will overcome the devil. And when you do, and you will, as I speak right now, but in the name of Jesus Christ, you will overcome all works of the devil in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for listening to this message from Today Evangelical Ministries. We would love to receive your feedback and stay connected with you. So send us your comments or questions through our website on our Contact Us page or by sending an email to info at tmonline.org. Our web address is tmonline.org. You can also connect with us on Facebook or Twitter. God bless you.